The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Before I begin, I just wanted to ask you, there are so many things that are happening, and there are many prophecies that are being released, not just by me or through me, but on other things, so you need to keep up, okay? Last week, the Lord had me released prophecy and the timeline, prophetic instruction about the banking system or the economic system in this country and even all over the world. And we must focus on those instructions, and we must stay in touch and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and follow those instructions to the letter, okay? Don't give in to fear, but focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. He is focused, and he's not going to allow the enemy to win, not unless the body of Christ will just give up. God is amazing, and we are living in the most exciting times in the history of the church. Okay, so I want to remind you again, God is faithful. When God tells us what he's about to do or what he is doing, we need to stay focused in the kingdom of our God. We need to apply the principles in the kingdom, not the ways of the world. Okay, we have to choose this time whether to follow the principles of this world or this uh, world's economic system, or we're going to follow the principles in the kingdom of our God. They're both operating and existing in these days, okay? If you decide, and I hope you decide, to follow the principles and apply the principles of the kingdom of our God, follow those instructions, trust Him, believe and obey. What was released or had been released, they might get delayed, but they will surely come to pass. God will get all the glory. It will benefit his people. The five offices, including the offices of the prophets and apostles, they're all active in these last days. The offices of the prophets and apostles are the one that God had chosen to build the church, to build the church as a whole, not just a given ministry. Amen? Okay, this is in Ephesians 2.19 and 2.20. In order for us to enjoy our citizenship in heaven, that we are no longer foreigners and aliens, but we are members of the household of God, we are going to be built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets in which Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. This is in Ephesians 2.19 and 2.20. These two offices meaning the prophets and apostles, they're appointed by God to build the church, like I said, as a whole, not just their own ministry. The church or the people of God, it is to our benefit to pay attention to what the Lord is saying to us. Amen? How can you know this instruction or this prophecy that's from God? The front and center is always our Lord Jesus Christ. God gets all the glory and it benefits his people and not just for the benefit of the messenger. This is not the time to build your ministry or to build yourself up. We are going to build up the body of Christ. And don't worry about you. 
if those who believe and receive the message are blessed, so much more that the messenger will be blessed by God. God always protects and he always loved and blessed his anointed ones. He protects his prophets. Remember 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 22, and Psalm 105, verse 15. It's 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 22, and Psalm 105, verse 15. Do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Prophesying is not about establishing one's ministry. Prophecy has never been about the prophets, okay? But God subjects the prophets to discipline, strict discipline, if I may say so. But at the same time, he also revealed himself to them. His goodness, his greatness, it is so awesome. And, of course, he share what he's about ready to do. So the apostles and prophets are going to play a pivotal role in these end times, okay? In 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 13, The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways. Okay, let me stop there. In our days, it is apply the principles of the kingdom of our God. Do not follow the patterns of this world, but apply the principles of the kingdom of our God. Right? Okay. In those times, it says, turn from your evil ways. Let's continue. Observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your fathers to obey and that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. Okay. It is God's ways of doing things is to speak to his people, give them instruction, tell them of things to come through his prophets, by the word of God, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay. In Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 4, And though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. We need to pay attention now, okay? Of course, Amos chapter 3, verse 7, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Revelation chapter 10, verse 7, But in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. So don't tell me that prophets are not for today. No, this is the book of Revelation. The offices of the apostles and prophets will not go away until thy kingdom come, until the Lord returns, until the body of Christ is fully matured. Amen? Revelation chapter 22, verse 6. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angels to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Remember I told you, front and center is always our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 19.10 The testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Translation, it is the very essence of prophecy. That is the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us separate those true prophets of God, the office of a prophet, from those who operate in the gift of prophecy. The office of a prophet, always the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, is for the nation or nations, is for the body of Christ as a whole. And yes, they prophesy. 
The gift of prophecy is also the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is for the edification, instruction, even correction of the body of Christ. Okay? The office of a prophet covers everything, including the world, the uh, unbelievers, as well as the believers. Okay? And when we prophesy, the gift of prophecy, we call those things as though they were. And keep in mind, all personal prophecies are conditional. You need to believe them, receive them, and obey the instruction contained in those prophecies. That's why sometimes we blame the messenger for the prophecy not coming to pass, because we only look at the end, not the instruction. Believe in me always, put me first, fear not, praise me. Those are simple instructions that need to be believed, received, and obeyed. Okay? As far as prophecy to the nations, to the body of Christ as a whole, to a given city or a group of people, that prophecy, if it is the perfect will of God, meaning it is a good prophecy, it will manifest and it will happen with or without you. Whether you believe it or not, understand. Now, if it's a judgment, it always calls for repentance. And judgment can be delayed. It can be turned around entirely. Just like um, the city of Nineveh in the book of Jonah, the judgment got turned. It was reversed entirely. It can be postponed. Or it will ask the people of God to separate themselves so that they will not be judged with the rest of the world. This is a prophecy to the nations. I do not want to spend lots of time in teaching you about prophets and prophecy because time is of the essence. Some people focus on personal prophecy and when they get in trouble, they just rely on the manifestation of that prophecy. You need to follow the instruction and you need to put Jesus Christ as front and center because he is the very essence of prophecy in our days. Okay? And also, we do not rely on just prophecy. You must develop or establish that personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You need to spend time with Him, learning of His Word, praying and praising. And always allow the Holy Spirit to teach you and reveal Jesus Christ to you. Why? You cannot be in the kingdom of God without the Holy Spirit. Because in the kingdom of God, it's not a matter of eating or drinking but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Focus is always on Jesus. The Holy Spirit will not teach you something that is outside of the will of God, that is outside, that is contrary to the Word of God. Amen? The Holy Spirit is here to abide with us forever. And what is the time, the perfect timing, and the ways of doing things in His kingdom? He is that good. The Holy Spirit is our ultimate teacher. Thank you, Lord. He is so good. So let us examine how powerful the thus saith the Lord or the prophecy is. How powerful and set apart are the prophets of God. They're being disciplined. You, you don't want to make a mistake when you're delivering prophecy to the nation. I repeat, you do not make excuses. Well, you know, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Yes, that's true, until we're fully matured. And at the same time, what you're prophesying, you will know. And it's not coming from your own interpretation. 
but you don't make mistakes. Don't use that as a, a, a prophets make mistakes. Yeah, prophets can make mistakes in their own personal life. Like the prophet Samuel. He's the judge of Israel and he did not raise or bring up his sons like he was brought up. So that was his mistake, but not the prophesying, okay? I just want you to understand that we must discipline ourselves to release the word of God without our own opinion or our own interpretation, but let us obey God, okay? Don't make that kind of excuses. You don't make excuses, and it's somebody else's life. It's somebody else's future. It is the future of a nation or a city. No, we need to set apart ourselves and don't release any prophecy, not unless you truly know that it's the word of God. And when God makes things clear to you later down the road, then you can clarify it. You can even say that, I made a mistake. This is what God meant. And it is okay. It is okay for us. But don't use that as an excuse that we make mistakes, not when you're prophesying on somebody else's life, okay? You are allowed to make mistakes in your own life, but not prophesying on somebody else's life. I don't see that in the Bible, all right? We just added that as an excuse for ourselves to be sloppy sometimes, to, not to be very careful, not to care for other people, and to establish our own ministry. This is not the time for it now. We are in a different season. I know some of you don't like what I'm talking about, but ask the Holy Spirit. Because I know, I'm confident that what I'm telling you is the truth. So this is how powerful prophecies are. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1 through 1. This is Elijah. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. That is so bold. There won't be any rain nor dew in the entire nation, not unless I say so. That is, that is so much powerful. And we knew, if you're going to read on, of course, the Lord had to um, hide Elijah from Ahab. Because Ahab, I guarantee you, what are you saying about my kingdom? that it will be devastated under my rule. So the Lord had to hide Elijah. See how God takes care of his prophets? But that is so powerful. So after three years, the Lord commanded Elijah to present himself to Ahab. After three years, then the rain came down. That is powerful. Okay? And these prophets are operating under the old covenant. So much more now that we have the Holy Spirit and we have the Word of God and Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. The prophecy today, as long as the front and center is our Lord Jesus Christ, they will be as powerful, if not more powerful, than the prophecy in the past. We just have to allow ourselves to submit in the direction of the Holy Spirit and not give our own opinion. And here's the proof in Acts chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. One of them, meaning in the group, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine will spread over the entire Roman world. The entire Roman world. And this happened during the reign of Claudius. And you know what? The apostles took action. 
They listened to the thus saith the Lord that came from Agabus. They didn't say that, no, we are above you. Remember, we lived and walked with Jesus. And who are you? No. They recognized the gift that it came from the word of God. And he was, what? Warning them that a severe, not just a famine, but a severe famine will spread over the entire world. And I want you to listen very carefully to the next verse. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. The disciples were not poor. They didn't have the poverty mentality. They are the one who decided to pull their resources together to provide help for the brothers. They did not take up collection from the other disciples. They started it themselves. They took action. Are you getting this? They were not poor. They have resources. And this is what's happening and what's going to manifest through the nameless, faceless people in our days. Amen? Okay. And that's how powerful prophecies are. The disciples themselves took action. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 42 and 43, a man came from Baal Shalisha, bringing the men of God, meaning Elisha, 20 loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men? His servant asked, but Elisha answered, Give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. That's the prophetic words. Then he said it before them, and they ate and have some left over, according to the word of the Lord. All of those who are with Elisha at the time. They are partakers of the multiplications of the bread. And Elisha did it through prophetic words, for this is what says the Lord. When Jesus, I want you to listen to this, when Jesus took that multiplications of loaves and fishes, he thanked God the Father. God gets the glory. Am I correct? It benefits his people, and there are 12 baskets full of leftover. It benefits the disciples. That is the principles of the kingdom of God. All right? Everybody benefits, and it glorifies God. Okay? And the prophetic word is very sharp. It's very active. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is living and active. This is not just the written word. These are the prophetic words that thus saith the Lord that were released in accordance to the leading and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We have Jesus in us, in our hearts, in our inner man. So our prayers 
Our thanksgiving and our words are powerful. They are effective. God always listens to the prayers of the saints if those prayers are prayed in faith, in accordance to His perfect will, plan, and purpose. If they give glory to God, and it will benefit His people. Okay. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. If you're going to look at the world, it's dark and it's getting darker. It seems like people, wicked people, just cannot rest. They have so many wicked plans, okay, against God and against his people. But... We have to focus on the thus saith the Lord in our times, the promises of God, who God is, and His ways of doing things that are in the Word of God and also in the thus saith the Lord, okay? As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, not in your lives, but in your hearts. That is the beginning of the turning around of everything under the sun, supernatural manifestations from God that are in accordance to God's will. Amen. Verse 20, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation, for prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The people of God that I had been Mentoring over the course of many years are nameless, faceless people that will not fear men, but will have reverential fear towards God. They are fearless, they are bold, and they are confident on who they are. They will operate and live their lives serving the Lord, giving glory to God as kings and priests. They are being trained to minister before God, to minister to His people, and at the same time to be and have influence and resources in the marketplace, in governance, in economic sector, in every sector of society that will be there. They are being trained by the Holy Spirit. I'm just a middle person teaching and guiding them along the way. And once they fell in love with Jesus, once they experienced God supernaturally, once signs and wonders follow them, they will not settle for anything less. No religious thinking, no poverty thinking. They are here now, ready, and they continue to increase in number, and they are ready to receive and obey their marching orders. You cannot control or threaten these people, this group of people, because why? They have resources, they have the knowledge of God, they have influence, they are guided by the Holy Spirit, kind of like Jesus, both king and priest. They are like Joseph, prophet and prime minister, David, prophet and king, and we go on and on and on. They will continue to increase in number, and it is not too late for you to join in. For those of you who are called and claim to be in full-time ministry, who are guarding what you called your sheep, who are having a hard time in receiving what is coming, I am talking about the nameless, faceless people it is time for you to develop your confidence on who you are in Christ Jesus so that you will be a part of this great move of God. You cannot control 
people. What is happening now in our schools and universities? Spontaneous praise and worship from and amongst the young people. God gets all the glory of this move of God. No minister can take credit for this. God will not share his glory. This is how it is going to happen from now on. God will never share his glory and he will not allow many leaders to keep their congregation controlled, limited, and immature so that they will be controlled by them. This is not about us. It is about Jesus. If you're upset with me for saying this, I received this prophecy in May of 2002, and I had been releasing it and prophesying and training nameless, faceless people. It is here now, and they are emerging with or without your approval, with or without you. And I'm running out of time. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at Outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to S-O-G-M-I dot and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023.